0: Jacob here from that time we woke up in a podcast and had to explain manga, our heated adventures over analyzing manga we find interesting, otherwise known as the Overmanga cast. Say, have you ever wondered what it would be like if the plot didn't start until Volume 2, and the genre changed no less than three times? Well, we explored all of that and somehow even more as we read Oshinoko by Aka Akasaka and Yoko Yokoyari Mengo, chapters 1 through 20. Now, let's engage in a hopefully healthy parasocial bond, and may you enjoy the show. Hello,
1: everyone, and welcome once again to the Overmonga Cast. My name is Sam. And as always, here at the top of the show, we talk about what our familiarity with the franchise that we read this week is. Um, never heard of it. There you go. That's, that's, That's all I got for you. Matt, how about you?
2: Oh, uh, yeah. So Oshinoko um, is something that we got lovingly recommended to us by a listener of the podcast. So Sam, really offensive. You didn't even recognize the name, but that's whatever. Uh,
1: (laughs) I'm not in charge of our socials. You're not in charge of anything, and you know it.
0: (laughs) I'm in charge of the editing. No, 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 no. That's that's editing Sam in the future, not you.
2: Yeah, see, performing Sam is a separate entity. Okay, so Oshinoko, I was vaguely familiar with. The name's come up a lot. Um, I've heard good things. Uh, we got lovingly recommended to us by a listener of the show. I had started reading it a little bit before, and I'm going to be honest, I, I stopped because I didn't realize how quickly this thing switches genres, and I thought I wasn't into it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so uh, this is my second time attempting to read it and i got twice as far
0: <laughs> all right and jacob also have not heard of this uh we've been meaning to uh do this listener request for a while so uh i was aware of the title for for some amount of time but uh yeah blame halloween for
2: being spooky and uh no read for member for not allowing us to read
0: <laughs> that's what happens when you have uh two specialty months in a row But hey, we're getting to it now. Yes. And uh, what a start we get
1: to because, well, we open up with a flash forward uh, of two two stars going on to some sort of performance with the thesis question of the story being asked, which is uh, what if you were born the child of a celebrity with all of the perks and benefits and
0: connections right off the bat? And uh, the immediate thought is, uh, boy, this is either going to explain how shitty showbiz is, or this is going to be a a bunch of wish fulfillment schlock. Uh, Depending on how well it's executed, I am okay with either one. Yeah, somehow it ends up being kind of both. This manga is weird, in a good way, mind you, but
1: it's very weird. We open up with uh, Protag-kun, the unnamed doctor, who is in, uh OBGYN, and introduced slacking off of work,
0: watching idle videos in a patient's room. No, no, <laughs> it's his medical opinion that bringing joy to his patients is good for their health. Yeah, okay,
1: sure. Did find it pretty funny that we never get the doctor's actual name. <laughs> He's an isekai protagonist. He doesn't, he doesn't need one.
0: <laughs> I would say he exists to be projected upon, but uh, kind of not. I mean, we, like.
1: We can talk about this afterwards, but I got some theories on this. We do open up with the doc watching some videos of his favorite, uh, Ai Hoshino and then being uh, crushed by the news that she's going on
0: hiatus because of health concerns. He proceeds to be particularly overdramatic about it. (laughs) This pretends it's a comedy for a while, and it kind of is. It's also kind of not, but we'll get to that. I mean, it's by the same guy that did
1: Kaguya-sama, Love is War, so I'm not surprised. Uh, You know what? I am surprised by how well it treads the line. (laughs) I'll say that. (laughs) The doc has a brief flashback explaining why he's so invested in this particular idol. It's because uh, she was the favorite idol of a patient he lost to a disease several years ago. Uh, Serena was infatuated with this person uh, because, you know, she had been born sickly and not able to do basically anything. And so she saw the glamorous and energetic
0: life of an idol as something uh, great to aspire to. Uh, I I will say... um... I, I like this scene for establishing uh, the Doctor's character. I do kind of wish that he just actively refuted the whole, but if she asked you out, would you say yes? Uh, it's a funny joke as it is, but um, considering how serious the uh, character will ultimately become, uh, I do kind of wish that they'd sort of established that uh, they, they didn't go for the that's a weird joke that is uh, very prevalent in the... The one thing that I find, like, the most perplexing about this entire series is I can't tell if it hates idols or not. I can't tell if it hates the idol industry or not.
2: Very honest about the idol industry is the problem. Like, it's as
0: honest as a fan can be. I mean, like, one of the big things about the idol industry and the reason why it gets so concerning which this the series delves very directly into is the fact that it actively tries to foster the worst kind of parasocial bond Mm -hmm. like it, it endeavors specifically to do that and the simple fact of the matter is the person you're forming parasocial bond with is strictly speaking supposed to be that real person that actually exists the the series doesn't shy away from that element and is very very critical of that aspect and at the same time you know it's it's also uh you know it's it it points out why it has its appeal and the the sort of you know emotional positive uh responses that it can have to it but Mm -hmm. the series seems really really cynical at times that kind of makes me wonder how the how the manga is going to end it was
1: strange, because, you know, the doc does go on this whole big tangent of, no, I, I support the title for only the most noble of reasons. And his weirdly combative assistant is... Yeah, I... That was my takeaway to the scene, too, is not the
2: doc's a creep. It's his assistant literally has no faith in him for some
0: reason. I it's don't- He's super judgy of him. Yeah.
1: So you're saying that you're totally into the idol for noble reasons, right? Yes, that is exactly what I just said. But if she asked you out,
0: would you say no? What a weird question. I, I knew it, Peto. Shut up! Yeah, except that that last part didn't- got cut off. I kind of wish that that last part was in the manga- especially considering how he plays into the story. Ultimately, it's brought about in a weird way because, well, this manga brings about a lot of
1: its emotional points in a weird way, (laughs) because uh, as mentioned before, our main character is an OBGYN and uh, he gets a new patient, a young girl of 16 who is showing signs of being pregnant. And her guardian is like, "Are you sure? <laughs> Can it be literally anything else? No, if it was literally anything else, she'd be dead." It's not a case of extreme constipation. And uh, over the course of this examination, it reveals, "Holy crap! It's his favorite idol, it with twins." The doc is entirely cool about this. He's just like, "Holy crap! My favorite idol is here!" And for very concerning reasons, I know exactly what I have to do. I have to be the the best, most ethical doctor I can and make sure this pregnancy is entirely healthy and painless for her. It is the only proper thing to do and he
0: just sticks to it. And you know what? Bravo. Mm -hmm. Very professional the entire time. There's even a fun scene where I is talking about like, I've uh, gotten myself into a predicament, haven't I? As kind of on purpose and I'm not going to apologize for that. What do you think I should do, Doc? And he has a bit of an internal monologue where he's like, well, as an idol fan, I don't like that you're in this situation. But then out loud, he says, you know, you're an expecting mother. This is uh, your choice to make. Uh, keeping the twins is going to make your life extremely difficult. But if that's what you want, if that's what you want to do and you're prepared for it, then that's what you should do. OK, that's what I'm going to do then. Yeah, there's sort of a there's sort of a sense of that she's She's asking the opinion of someone else, but she's kind of already made up her mind, which is a pretty standard thing for I. She's extremely self-assured about this. That doesn't make the affirmation
1: of, an, of someone else unwelcome.
0: <laughs> yeah, or even, you know, valid points of refutation brought up, but mm-hmm. when the doc mentions all the things that she had already basically been mentally and emotionally prepped for... Uh, She's like, okay, cool. uh I actually did have uh, a grasp of it. Let's keep going then. the the Her poor, long-suffering manager just kind of gives up at that point.
2: <laughs> well, she's got a great scene too because she's like introduced with like, he he sees the manager and just like, I'm going to assume you're the father. And he goes, well, yeah, on paper only, but uh, she's actually an uh, orphan. And I'm just like, oh, that's what he meant by father. I completely I- misunderstood this scene. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. I missed that too. And honestly, I think that was on purpose because I think the doc was asking, are you the father of the chil- of the unborn children? And the manager like misread. I think that's on purpose because uh, the scene does take a bit of a swerve there, and there's actually a lot of places where <laughs> it'll do this with uh, tone and genre on occasion. But this manga will just take hard left turns out of nowhere and just kind of expects you to keep up. I think I think for the most part it ends up working and uh, kind of gives the series a bit of a a bit of a engaging breakneck pace. Yeah, breakneck is
1: definitely the best way to describe this manga because. We go through this entire, like, opening chapter of uh, character establishment. Okay, here's what the character is about. Okay, here's a new complication. And you're like, okay, this complication is going to be the story. This is going to be, you know, the story of how this idol otaku helps his idol through a... Uh, uh, through a difficult portion in her life and you know learns a valuable lesson or whatever and then you're like wait a minute we've covered all 40 weeks or we've covered the back 20 weeks of this pregnancy in like a page in a, in a montage page yeah and then there's several panels of I where she where she's you know being framed as all peppy and you know, she's very, uh, ready to go and gung-ho about this. And I'm like, oh, I've never seen a girl more dead in my entire life. And then the is like, ha, you idiot, you fool, you absolute
0: buffoon. She's not going to die. The doctor is. It's, uh, it's interesting. A dude in a hoodie walks up to him and then like a, a panel fully Darkness. filled in black pages, then cuts to his, uh, him slumped up against a wall bleeding out.
2: Can I just say that man in the hoodie is the world's best assassin because he just walks up to people, stabs them with an instant death knife. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess in this specific instance it's an instant death knife. In another instance it's a long drawn out monologue knife, but whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy because this guy walks up to the doctor and, and like... Very explicitly, this hospital is a kind of small one in the middle of rural Japan. You
0: know, the doctor's walking home alone in a dark mountain road. He had, he had complained about how far he was away from uh, from the city, so he had never seen I Live.
2: Also, the reason I came out here was because she is a celebrity. Dealing with a pregnancy, she, she doesn't want to be public because we do get a little scene revealing an idol who started dating a comedian, and the comments online were that she should basically like quit. Is the nicest of them. Um, uh-huh.
0: Yeah, there were uh, there were uh, other options given the uh, kind of uh, disgusting dreck you expect from the internet. But it it's crazy. <laughs> Like, this guy
1: walks up to the doctor and is like, are you Ai Hoshino's doctor? And he's like, she usually uses an alias. How did you know she was here? And it's like, Doc, that's not how patient confidentiality works. You don't get to go, huh, how did you know? Because she uses an alias.
2: Yeah, I wasn't too keen on how easily he gave up that information either. It's almost <laughs> like he's bragging about it to the random guy.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh. But anyway, uh, Hoodie Man murders the doctor, who is just dead on the stones, on the very night that I is giving birth.
2: I, I'm I'm under the theory that the doctor is secretly a robot, and instead of a knife, he just had a paperclip and hit the little reset button on the inside. <laughs> <sighs> but uh, luck, on on the night that I is giving birth, um, her doctor was taking a. Midnight walk, which OBGYN should be on call if she's in labor. but
1: Well, he explicitly was like, <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I'll I'll call, I'll call you if anything comes up. And he's like, all right, I'll be ready. <laughs> but, but clearly uh, not.
2: He, he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we did get a little bit of a teaser earlier in not subtle at all. Two characters in the waiting room were just talking about isekai's.
0: yep they were just talking about hey wouldn't be wouldn't it be interesting if the plot of the manga were background characters then happened (laughs) like
2: uh because uh lo and behold what ends up happening is the doctor is isekai'd into the child of his favorite author which oh man does that bring up a whole can of worms about when does
0: consciousness begin uh or did the doctor (laughs) kill one of her children to inhabit its Brain. yeah the 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 manga doesn't really get into any of that
1: <laughs> yeah you know what i'm glad the manga doesn't get into that part of it this is already the reincarnation rules already don't make sense okay because
2: Look, sam not every isekai can be ascendance of a bookworm i just have to
1: accept that <laughs> <laughs> yeah you are right about that but like okay the doctor Died on the night that I gave birth, and his soul was instantly reincarnated into one of her twins. Okay. In terms of like supernatural bullshittery, I can accept that one. What gets me is that the uh the other twin, the little girl, is Serena, the girl who died for, like four years ago. Yeah, like
2: I'm not- I'm also not 100% sure because the manga makes a game about like, who is she? Is she? Wealthy? And at the end of the chapter reveals it and then still treats it like it's a
0: surprise twist.
1: Like it's a mystery. Yeah.
0: They keep going into her perspective and she's flashing back to her previous life. So the audience knows full well who she is yeah
2: they they really like having their cake and eating it too with that plotline
0: uh, there's a there's a lot of that in this manga, both from a metacontextual sentence and uh characters in the actual story
2: but um yeah as as we did establish, uh she gave birth to healthy twins. We then skip ahead like six months, probably they're sitting up and walking on their own, so yeah, about mm-hmm. maybe six months uh really young but they they, they do i don't think this manga understands how babies work i'm gonna say that right now yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. definitely not
2: because it might be a year actually no no they can't be because she turns 20
1: this is a matter
2: of months later
1: yeah a matter of months later well well we have extended baby shenanigans for a while and in this particular chapter uh We get established what, again, what seems to be the status quo of the manga, which is I has to uh, continue to live her idol life while pretending to not be the mother of these children. And so uh, for all intents and purposes, they are the kids of the company president and his wife. And so we have a chapter of shenanigans where the wife is like, "Man, why I just wanted to marry an industry guy for money. Why am I getting wrapped up in this bowl of caring for babies?" <laughs> and and the babies with their perfect uh, recall of their past lives and
0: their perfect mental faculties, which is not how uh it's not how human baby brains work. Yeah. Magic. They
1: use the fact that they can talk to pretend to be messengers of the gods to terrify her into keeping their secret. I love that chapter. It's hilarious.
2: (laughs) My favorite thing is how they get her on their side in the end, is they offer that in the future, she will be blessed by the gods to marry a hot actor. And I'm like, wow, just assuming the producer relationship is not going to work out in the long term. That is some showbiz nonsense right there.
1: (laughs) Yep. And, And once again, the manga has the opportunity to be weird and creepy because it's like, Hey, these two otaku reborn as babies. What do babies do? That's right, they nurse from the mother. The doc, who is now named Aquamarine, henceforth to be known as Aqua because that's a stupid
0: name. And never never let uh, teenagers name... Uh... Name babies. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. but uh, just full stop here.
2: Maybe teenagers shouldn't be having babies.
1: That, too. That, yeah. too. But uh, Aqua categorically refuses to be breastfed. He will only drink from a bottle because his adult mind is like, no, that's weird.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile... Which, it could... Like, the manga could have just stopped there and it would have been fine. But they don't do that.
1: <laughs> and then it's like, oh, his his sister only wants to be breastfed. It's like, God damn it, manga.
0: Oh... <laughs> uh... Ugh. And then they made it weird.
1: Yeah. Yes, his sister, his sister Ruby, also known as Serena, but not actually in the manga.
2: The manga decides to go down the weird rabbit hole of the villain in this is the doctor, right? Because even him drinking from the bottle, it's weird that he would even think about breastfeeding. And I'm like, but no, he's not. But everyone <laughs> yeah. just beats down on him for some reason.
0: Yeah. Yeah, especially especially because where his character goes to, I kind of wish that the manga wasn't so mean to him about that sort of thing, because I honestly think he's a really compelling character and the character is made stronger by him not being a creep. You know, it it makes his ultimate determination for things that happen later because we've barely even started. We've not even gotten to the plot yet uh, because this is all still just set up. (laughs) We're on chapter two. Oh, uh, it's
1: not super important for our discussion, but I do want to bring up. I has Nia eyes from Gurunlogon. It's they're like starbursts, and so the kids also have to have them. But so they are visually distinct. Uh, Aqua has the starburst in his right eye. And Ruby has starburst in her left eye, but that also means they have one normal eye, and it's really uncanny. Well,
2: because they have to have their father's eyes.
1: But oh, no, they're explicitly their mother's. Oh, you're talking about the no.
2: Mother's. The starburst are their mother's eyes, but they also have their father's eyes. Ah, uh. because heterochromia is what you do when you have no good ideas for character design. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Damn. Uh. You're right, though. (laughs) That's that's really harsh, but uh, I'm not going to disagree with you.
1: Various baby-based
0: shenanigans. We have a chapter where Aqua gets roped into some child acting. I think an important uh, bit to point out we can uh, cover briefly because it's it's technically still part of the baby shenanigans, but they something that had been mentioned in passing, but is focused on in a, a particular chapter is the idea that like the whole point of being an idol is lying. Lies is a positive, a really central element, and like again, it's like it's like the there's the baby shenanigans, and and when um, I sees her kids going full uh, idol otaku for her in the crowd because uh, they because uh, they uh, coerced <laughs> their babysitter into taking them. <laughs> Uh, to the concert, she gives a genuine smile and it it like significantly boosts her uh, popularity. So it's like it, it, is is this gonna be the plot of the the manga? Is it gonna be about like I like genuinely uh, reaching her true emotions?
2: I's response to seeing her genuine smile is like mental photo and being like, yep no, I've got that expression down on lock. Now I can fake it genuinely. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I, good job. <laughs>
0: yeah and like that's the thing that the manga keeps doing it keeps setting up like okay so this is where the plot is going and then they don't do that and then it takes a left turn out of nowhere and yet it somehow all still tracks uh that this is when we get like a couple of years have passed and now uh, the twins can be uh walking and talking without well overtly suspicious Um, i I was about to
2: say they're three-year-olds it's very suspicious the level they walk and talk (laughs)
1: Yeah, uh, especially, especially Aqua, because he's not good at hiding his vocabulary. He is a college educated adult talking as such in a three year old form. Uh,
2: I I, want to say Aqua for some reason decided to double down on his vernacular uh, because Dr. Aqua had very good patient bedside manner and was just kind of casual to talk to. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep. Decided now that I've been reincarnated, I'm only gonna
1: break character. <laughs> and since he's only breaking character, that
0: just establishes a new character. Well, that that is sort of the thing. That is sort of the thing because I do think I do think he's just sort of like the the sort of like done. Like when we when we saw him as a doctor, there was a sort of like I'm just kind of done. Like I've I've found a place where I'm comfortable. Like all my bills are paid. I don't care anymore. I'm not gonna put effort into things you know um and there's sort of a like once he gets like comfortable with the whole fact that he got reincarnated and has all of the memories of his past life he just sort of stops caring <laughs> which you know it's like that is like a consistent character through line for him it's also kind of fun that he has the excuse of uh, someone asks him where did you learn all those words youtube uh, <laughs> yeah that makes sense
1: oh yeah th- there's a lot of like uh social media and internet culture in this like i i really enjoyed uh ruby <laughs> posting on twitter to uh, <laughs>
0: to insult <laughs> does that a lot
1: <laughs> to the point where the phone is autocorrecting everything to
0: die <laughs> <laughs> the word die capitalized or the word die in all caps
2: <laughs> oh, but um anyway what what has brought us to the this- The scene is um i has broken out uh her career has really gone well since she learned how to smile convincingly um and she has been offered a role to break into acting whereas previously she'd just done some modeling and so did it say she was an assistant at a
1: radio station yes
2: i didn't understand why a celebrity would want that job
1: i i think that might be like a Translation thing. And from the looks of it, it looks like she guest starred on a morning drive uh, shift or something like that. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that
2: that makes more sense.
1: Because that had the look of every um, we've got a special guest on the morning drive show I've ever been a part of.
2: But anyway, this is her first big break into uh, uh, film. She's been offered a role in this movie. um, And as such, the Kids are brought along, and I'm not actually sure why.
0: <laughs> so, so what ends up happening is the the first uh, part that she gets is is just a background character. Uh, they almost entirely cut her, even from the background. And this is where we start getting into the, like, there is no art in the entertainment industry. It's all about making money, theming, starting to crop up. One of the more like persistent and deftly handled elements of uh, this manga, your creativity and craft doesn't matter if you don't sell Ruby in particular, but both of the kids are particularly peeved by this. So they, uh, because Aqua had, uh, had a brief conversation with the director. Uh, they basically convince him to give I another role. Uh, the condition is that the kids, uh, be there, too.
1: Well, specifically Aqua, because Aqua had utilized his great vocabulary, and the director's like, you're some sort of weird prodigy kid. You'll be great on camera.
2: Then turns out the role he wanted him for was creepy child at...
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like,
2: haunted village? I'm not quite sure what the plot of this movie is. It's about a woman who feels self-conscious. She goes to get, like, discount plastic surgery,
1: but... (laughs) It, it's a horror movie where Lady goes to a horror place and there are creepy children there. And it's like, why doesn't the protagonist turn around? Because it's a horror movie. And we have this interesting moment where Aqua like psychoanalyzes the director. Where it's like, I could actually try acting, but that's not what he wants. He brought me into this because I'm a weird, creepy kid. So I'm just going to act like myself. And it in fact does make him a weird creepy kid and he steals the show, much to the displeasure of the other child actor
0: and prominent character, Kana. I like Kana. She's great. Kana is super well introduced because the way that we're introduced to her is we basically we basically get three introductions to this character. The first introduction is um, I'm pretty sure all of the chapters have like a little inmateus res, like way further in the timeline interview with someone like you know, mm-hmm. recalling the events of the manga that we're seeing. Yeah. And we meet her in one of those first. And she is, like, an older teenager, maybe even older than that. And she is, she is very overtly very humble. Uh, and then we meet her here. And not only does uh, do we see um very directly from her, like, the way that she interacts with other people, how condescending and disrespectful she is, She's extremely arrogant, and then, like near the end of of this little plot point, the director is uh, talking to Aqua and says out loud, "If she keeps up that attitude, she's going to push away all the connections. That you know, it doesn't matter how good she is, if nobody's willing to hire her because nobody wants to work with her and her ego, then you know she's not going to go anywhere. You, on the other hand, understood exactly what I wanted without me having to say anything out loud." that means that you're, you know, you have potential to, uh, you know, go far in this industry, setting up a contrast between the two of them. And thus uh, spawning the one-sided rivalry that will be the rest of their character interactions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, despite Aqua doing really well in his role as the creepy kid, uh, Ai, uh does, in fact, end up being uh, the, the one to uh, steal the show. So she, uh, like, her, you know, career... Know, continues its rise indeed and it seems like everything is going super well
1: for i that uh she's uh continuing to advance her career the kids are growing up well uh i mean they go to preschool and they have some uh some minor character drama where uh ruby has a, a bad reaction to saying hey we're gonna have a cute little dance recital for the entire class and she's like, no, in my past life, I was basically uh, an invalid and couldn't move my body
0: at all. And so I have- I tried, I tried to dance, but my body wouldn't move the way I wanted it to. And when she actually tries it out, like mm-hmm. when she gets the confidence to do it, it's, I gotta say, the art in this manga is consistently good, but there's just some cases where it gets absolutely amazing i freaking love the page where uh, she finally is able to do one of eyes dances one that she had tried in her previous life so many times and wasn't able to like it's it's a really well done thing which is something i couldn't help but notice there there does seem to be this strange but very obviously intentional separation where there's almost like two and a half mangas going on where you have um the story that aqua is going through uh we'll we'll get to what his ultimate motivation is going to be in a bit because we still haven't started the plot yet by the way (laughs) so you have his plot line then you have ruby's plot line which is almost a like a slightly darker than average but otherwise an idle like manga story Played almost straight, which is where a lot of the positive representation of idol culture comes from. And then there's this sort of, like, intersection between the two where they weirdly mesh well together, despite the fact that they, frankly, it doesn't seem like they should. Because this is is the first time we have something where, like, Ruby... Like, it seems like Ruby's suddenly, like, the main character, you know, and she'll just get chunks where, you know, she's the one kind of in the lead this is where it's most explicit that uh she is in fact serena's reincarnation well we we flash back to serena trying the dance moves and falling because her body can't handle it yeah it's it's very cute
1: and uh and heartwarming how uh i find her practicing the dance and the two of them have a cute mother-daughter moment of practicing the dance together which is why the immediate next chapter being framing device interview finding the president of the company and uh talking about how the second he lost uh as soon as he lost i his life was over too and i'm like okay what's gonna happen oh no the next two chapters are just her name oh that's that can't be good
0: yeah so uh the plot's about to start uh if if you haven't done the reading dear listener you're not gonna guess where this is going which is which is funny because as soon as it happened i'm like Oh, yeah, this was very heavily foreshadowed. I should have noticed that. It makes perfect sense when you think about it. But leading up to it, (laughs) we start off with um, flashbacks to uh, Eyes Past. One thing that I think is is kind of an interesting talking point. uh, I'm curious of what you guys think. How much of what uh, I told um, her manager in that flashback do you think was a lie? Because she says... Like, I said things to get him to leave me alone. I believe she's an orphan, but I kind of wonder how much she made up and, like, made the sob story worse. The
2: problem is what the director says, like, immediately upon hearing that sob story is like, oh, yeah, that's actually no problem. That's actually perfect for being an idol. In fact, it's actually kind of interesting. It's a good hook because, uh, You're saying you don't know how to feel love. Great. Idols really shouldn't because they have to tell people they love them so much repeatedly, it loses all meaning. It doesn't have any meaning for you already, so halfway there. What she told him was the perfect backstory for being an idol.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's also a particularly great panel where uh, it's framed as this sort of like heartwarming epiphany and the lines of dialogue she says is, it's okay if I'm lying when I say I love you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's... It's that like, you know, upward shot of character kind of like wide-eyed and lots of negative space, so you have to focus on their face and it it, it looks like it's supposed to be that moment where uh, the character says something life affirming that gives a shonen power up or whatever. But no, it's it's okay if I say I'm if I'm lying when I say I love you, and it's like, okay, manga, I go I get what you're going for.
0: I don't get what it's going
1: for. Not yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, by, by the end of this little plot point. Of a much better idea. That's again, sort of like that element of like the cynicism of show business. This is, uh this is all intercut with, um, as eyes uh, star is rising, the kids are starting to like play with the idea of putting a foot in the, uh, uh, you know, showbiz door. She uh, contacts their father. She wants him to meet them at least once.
2: very like casual conversation too like she's just
1: like yeah no hey yeah i know i'm sure they're smart kids they'll understand this isn't an invitation to get back together i just think uh, that the kids should meet their father at least once (laughs) and i'm just sitting here going you understand why this is the worst decision you could possibly make right (laughs) and the best part is yes she does know that she's doing it anyway and that Cause that's, cause that's I in a nutshell. She doesn't care. It's infuriating, but it's understandable. And that's what made me keep reading. (laughs) But, uh, we have this very compelling, uh, bit where, you know, after the backstory revamp or recap, uh, and, you know, Expansion upon that, thinking all about how, you know, idols are built on lies, and maybe if I uh, say the lie long enough, it will become true, and talking about how she's never told the kids, uh, the twins, that she loves them because she's worried that it will be a lie, and voicing the lie will shatter the illusion. She answers the doorbell to Hoodie Man carrying a bouquet. He pulls out a knife and stabs her. Final, pan- final page of this
0: chapter. Full panel. Just knife and gut. <laughs> like, the entire next chapter is the uh, dramatic death monologue. Uh, I, I, they, I joke, really but it's very well done. <laughs> no, they, re- they, they straight up
1: dedicated an entire chapter to this woman dying and telling her children goodbye. One of them is locked behind a gla- glass door. That she's
2: slumped against, and the other is her son being held in her arms as she dies.
0: Yeah, there's also a a, a nice bit where because um, Aqua was uh, doctor in his past life, uh, he- he's desperately trying to diagnose the stab wound. Yeah,
1: figure out if he can save it, and he's like, "Oh no, he got you in an he got you in an artery. I gotta call an ambulance. It shouldn't be breezed over." Hoodie man, the stalker goes on this incel rage rant about uh how she's this fan betrayer, she's a slut, she's a whore, you know she had kids, like he it's three pages of this uh hideous toxic uh drivel, and I responds to it in perhaps the most gracious way possible Bas- basically just in a page saying everything said in the last chapter of. I hoped that my lying about saying that I loved them would become true one day, and
0: I'm sorry about that. Obviously, he doesn't. He doesn't believe her at first. You don't even remember who I am. Like they don't. They don't state outright. But given his reaction, she actually is able to remember him as a like a uh, particularly dedicated fan of hers who showed
1: up at a lot of events. Yeah. Yeah. And and more
2: importantly than that, she remembers his name, remembers him showing up to a bunch of like handshake events, and then proceeds to say, I really loved the star-shaped sand you gave
1: me at that one event. It's still sitting over there in the living room. Uh Uh-huh. And this just shatters him and he runs away screaming to as we later
0: learn via news broadcast go commit die off screen there's an element of us joking about the fact that we have an entire chapter of a dramatic death monologue it's worth noting it's very well done it's an entire chapter of
1: just this woman dying and apologizing to people and it it's the entire time you're like the 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 entire time you're like the ambulance is going to show up any second we've been we've spent so much time establishing this character and her relationship with these kids and this is the plot isn't it it's it's the plot of you know them growing as people and then she tells the kids that she loves them and cries as she realizes that when she says it aloud she means it and then she dies oh
2: and we get a full two-page spread of her lifeless body (laughs) this yeah this manga just runs up to you and stabs you right in the gut with the feels <laughs> too soon that <Matt.
0: laughs> he's not wrong though <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then just to twist the knife a little more the the framing device interview that starts the next chapter is a recording of i with the with the twins as uh tiny babies uh. <laughs> delivering
0: this uh very uh you know positive motherly monologue i i can't wait until uh they're grown up too and uh you know we can we can share stories of uh you know of what we have uh done with our lives hey uh we're gonna we're gonna keep twisting that knife because uh the next thing we cut to is twitter and uh that goes how you expected um (laughs) Yeah, you got the people who uh, are, you know, reacting like a, you know, empathetic human being. And uh, then you've got the rage tulpa that's saying a fan probably found out she'd uh, gotten with a guy. She deserved it. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think it's a, a big moment of character development when uh, Ruby doesn't immediately start uh, responding to people on Twitter because she just has this soul crushing dead eyed look at that. And, you
1: know, just to be entirely clear, if you're the kind of person that responds to news of someone's death like that, you're a bad person.
0: You're a bad person. You you are a terrible little goblin and you need to rethink everything in your life. It's, it's very real and painful for it. The other very real and very painful thing is uh, then a snowstorm happens and nobody mentions her again. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a little too real. Uh, one natural disaster takes over the
1: the news cycle and nobody's talking about I's death anymore. Cause unfortunately
2: it was wrapped up really nicely. Like it's a tragedy. It happened. The guy who did it because her son gave like a perfect eyewitness of the man and they knew who he was. They found out he killed himself. Unfortunately, that's the entire story right there. They're not going to do anything about maybe we shouldn't incentivize people to grow these kind of attachments when they don't promote healthy life behavior, because again, this manga
1: isn't really a fan of the idol
2: industry, or
1: maybe it is. Who knows? Yeah, This one entirely isolated incident is now an open and shut case and is not connected to anything that has ever happened before or will ever happen again. Stop thinking about it. We stop making money when you keep thinking about it. My thoughts and
2: prayers go out to I's children. Nobody even knows
1: that they're her children. Thoughts and
2: prayers, Sam.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I think, Matt, you hit it on the head when you mentioned that it's a very honest look at the idol industry because, like the problem with the idol industry is foster is that it actively tries to foster that exact kind of toxic parasocial bond and every and every time a
2: negative uh, conclusion comes from that it's like what a tragedy that happened well let's move on
0: no you need to you need to change the way things are so this doesn't happen again
2: Jacob, we are thoughts and prayers. Let's move on.
0: The, the fact that you're absolutely correct is is the thing that's the most depressing about all of that. Ugh.
1: Ugh. Um,
0: which I mean, and and for for all of the grumbling there, that is an uh, excellent illustration of how good this manga is because it it conveys that so painfully well. Turns
2: out, uh, the two young children, even though they are isekai'd into those bodies. Uh don't handle the death of their mother very well. Um they go down separate routes as um Aqua go a- having witnessed it, having felt his mother die in his, his arms. He goes through, through some therapy. It doesn't seem like it helps much.
0: Well, actually, he doesn't go through therapy. He goes through a uh, interrogation. Okay. Oh, uh, granted Well, he, granted an interrogation counsel. Well, okay. I but yeah, like there, there's um, victim
2: counseling after the interrogation.
0: But yeah, um one of the uh I honestly one of the best scenes in our reading happens where it is honestly painfully real where Aqua just hits a despair event horizon. He's like, I've already died once. I don't really have anything else to live for. And it's like, oh, that is, that is a terrible thing to hear a character. And like, it's, it's so well justified by everything that's happened up to this point.
2: Well, because he also lost I, who was the only thing he was living for in his last life, which probably wasn't great either. Because the manga really is kind of subtle about this, but I think it's pretty clear as a a new doctor, he gets a little too close to Serena and he allows her death to just completely shake him. He adopts her hobbies to like keep her alive and it's just doesn't even seem to acknowledge that it's happened to him.
0: It really plays into like that character through line I mentioned of like the apathy in him. Like he doesn't seem to care anymore. That changes because um, he starts thinking about it and he realizes, wait a second the hoodie guy who killed i and like the other thing that's really um really well done about this is is the way it's able to justify that element of he would he would consider killing himself at this point they really do do a good job of establishing that for all of the past-life shenanigans, there really was a a very deep, very close familial bond between the three of them. He's on this downward spiral, and right before he hits, you know, right before he, you know, crosses the point of no return, hits, you know, rock bottom, where he, you know, earnestly commits himself to doing um, this very sad, very terrible thing, he suddenly realizes, wait a second, hoodie guy who killed I... Is hoodie guy who killed my past self. It's the same person. And in both cases, he knew where I was, even though he should not have been able to. Mm-hmm. And he starts to put together there's no reason that that I's manager or his wife would ever do anything to hurt her because their you know their income is based off of in large part I. So mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. Both Ruby and I are obsessed with I, so I know Ruby wouldn't have done anything. The only other person who would have any knowledge on the fact that Ruby and I exist would be our father. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: He's the only one who could have told the stalker where to find her.
2: This manga's latest in amazing sudden genre shifts.
0: (laughs) 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 Fucking murder mystery. Yeah, like, this this manga
2: leads you up into like, oh man, they're both depressed. But we get the heel face turn of Aqua going through this list and they're like, I'm gonna find the man that murdered my mom and beat him to death with my bare hands.
0: (laughs) And he has uh... like, a fang tooth like like he's drawn with like a fang tooth and the, the, the star in his eye is drawn all sketchy. It's a really, really good panel. The star in his eye, and this will
1: happen several times in the rest of our reading, it, like, shines out of his eye. In this one, it's bright, but in the rest of the time, it's black as night. It's very, very spooky.
0: Oh, and, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the plot has finally started. We're only halfway through our reading.
2: Oh, but I, I think that's a good point. We're halfway through. We're done the prologue we've now got yeah. some teenage main characters let's uh let's take a little bit of a break and then uh come back into the, the story of uh aqua and ruby going into performance school uh,
0: <laughs> funny how this keeps happening isn't it <laughs> brb folks
2: Hey, we're back with the Over Manga cast, where we're now reading, I I guess, Case Closed? Because it's about a teenage detective trying to solve his mom's murder?
0: <laughs> Basically. A, someone significantly older in a child's body trying mm-hmm. to solve a mystery. Uh, Shit, this is just Case Closed. Is, is Detective Conan an isekai? <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: no, it can't uh, be. You can't, ru- you can't ruin Detective Conan for me. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> can't be come mad because you like it <laughs> you're, right. you're right that is how that is the definition, is the definition of, of guy.
0: <laughs> yeah we also uh we also get a little uh a little of uh code gias uh thrown in but this is actually well written um oh eye oh, and everything
1: <laughs> yeah they got uh. weird eyes they got some sort of ill-defined magic powers Uh, Female side characters that seem not as developed as they should be for their age. Um, And our brief time skip between uh, the childhood of our main characters and their teenage dumb with Ruby, the uh, optimistic one, I suppose, out of the pair. Uh, She's the least
2: traumatized by her mother's death because she just wants to remember the good of her
1: indeed she has uh decided that she is going to become an idol uh in her mother's honor so that uh she can be a uh bright beacon of hope for others in the same way uh <laughs> the the president of the production company just kind of fades away into obscurity and his estranged wife takes over both as company president and their mother now officially because adoption the illegal guardian <laughs> which was a swerve i wasn't expecting because the chapter where we're introduced to this woman she's extremely vapid and then
0: uh, and very
1: aggressively does not care about them <laughs> yeah and then it's just like you know i've pretended to be your mom for so long i do think of you like my genuine children and I'm terribly sorry for your loss. So, can I adopt you so that I can take care of you? Because I feel a immense amount of responsibility. <laughs> Very mature. <laughs> it feels
0: motivated, too. Like, when you just say it out loud, it sounds like a shit post. It sounds like it's either <laughs> bad or a giant joke, but it's actually motivated. Mm hmm. Oh, uh, th- this manga should not work as well as it does, but it does. Somehow. The first chapter after the time skip, or this time skip anyway, that we um, uh, get into is Ruby is uh, applying for uh, idle jobs. I'm just gonna- I'm just gonna fast track to this to the point where uh, Aqua is revealed to be a supervillain. <laughs> yeah! Holy <shit. laughs> The lengths this boy goes to! <laughs> I'm pretty sure he committed at least three or four crimes! <laughs>
1: My man's my man's is so determined to protect his little sister from the horrible fate their mother suffered that he commits at least two different versions of impersonation <laughs> by uh, pretending to be her so he can withdraw her from the idol auditions, and then pretending to be the official from the company so that he can tell her she failed. <laughs> And then stealing her phone and blocking all the relevant numbers so she can't get a call that would contradict this. It's like, my guy!
2: Elaborate. (laughs) After he went on a long tirade to his manager, mommy, about how he's not a very good actor and he's given up that part of his life, then proceeds to perfectly mimic the voice of the president to call her. His twin sister does not recognize it's him on the phone in such a display of villainy that I would not have been surprised if his next lines were, I did it myself so I could hear the disappointment in her voice.
0: (laughs) That certainly is the look on his face in the panel.
1: He is just shy of saying that. This is where the dark star in his eye that I mentioned earlier, like, starts appearing. (laughs) I'm not entirely convinced he doesn't have a demonic aura in universe.
0: <laughs> and then the uh the very next chapter is her getting scouted by somebody else. So uh that worked well.
1: Because, because I have no choice but to accept that destiny is a very real thing in this universe and is uh <laughs> and cannot be contested by the will of man, <laughs> which i think it makes me hate this manga a little but i'm not sure more we get more super villainy out of aqua when he's like i need to know more about this company that has scouted my little sister i know i will find another person this company has scouted and bring her back to the office under false pretenses so that i can figure out the terms of the contract she's working under oh, yeah, God. it's
0: uh it's a whole thing um and funnily enough, this is this is another case where it it's building up to kind of an obvious conclusion. Cause it had been mentioned briefly a couple of times that uh Strawberry Productions, the, the company that their current mom is uh now running, actually don't remember her name. I know it's she's producer mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's producer mom. She the 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 company she's running doesn't actually do idols anymore uh because uh they're small enough that they couldn't like Get enough venues, mm-hmm. um. And uh, after the one idol group they had, their uh, frontliner was, you know, killed. Murdered. Uh, they, uh, the, the group broke up for obvious reasons. And, uh yeah, uh, fair, honestly. Uh, well,
2: well, no, they didn't break up for obvious reasons. They continued performing for two years after she was murdered. They just weren't famous without her. They, they
0: broke up because they weren't good enough. Well. That's that's uh that's also probably true.
1: It's equally horrific, just for different reasons.
0: <laughs> Look, there are two
2: rules of show business: get good, don't get murdered.
0: I, <laughs> you're you're not wrong. You gotta do both. I I want I want to say you're wrong, but you're not. <laughs> <laughs> The sort of obvious, uh, like, conclusion it's building to is, uh, oh, uh, Ruby is going to be an idol and- under Strawberry Productions and and start doing idols again with uh, Ruby. And it's one of those ones where it's like, at this point, the manga has conditioned you to, n- like, expect some kind of ridiculous twist. No, they actually just do that this time, <laughs> which is almost a twist unto itself. <laughs> they do the- They do the obvious plot line. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they're like, you know what? If we can't uh, trust Ruby to any old random company, we might as well start doing Idols again
0: ourselves. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) sure. Uh, uh, This'll do. Uh, We get more of uh, Aqua's uh, plans and the whole uh, uh, Detective Conan murder mystery that he's uh, working on. He's able to um, resuscitate an old uh, broken phone um, that I had. (laughs) Oh my God, this... (laughs) Uh, Well,
2: I love the fact that he makes an entire thing about like, it's so hard to find a battery for such an old phone. I'm like, guys, a 10 year old phone. It's not hard to find a battery for that. You're just not trying.
1: Like, (laughs) it's not super ancient like you're talking about.
0: Yeah, his whole his whole thing is I was a particularly private person. She didn't talk to a lot of people the only contacts that she had in her business and personal phone were all people that, um, Aqua had actually known. The older phone had contacts from before, uh, she, like, really hit it big. Given who, um, I was, uh, regularly in contact with, he reasons that it had to be somebody in the entertainment industry as well. So, he's gonna, uh, go through the contacts in that phone, starting with, like, any of the most connected people he can get to, and try to get a DNA sample to, uh, uh, do a paternity test.
1: <laughs> this is the uh, most
0: convoluted episode of Mori I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, that that's uh, uh that's Aqua's plot for <laughs> the rest of our reading. <laughs> we finally reached the plot of the manga. <laughs> we have a
1: we have a thing where the director of the movie he was in when he was a kid, he's become that guy's disciple and uh is learning the entertainment biz from him. And he's always like, why don't you try acting again? No, I can't do that. I'm not a good actor. Kid, you're literally the best actor I've, I've seen in a long time. Just do it. No, I'm an edgy, dark boy. <laughs>
2: I I like the director because they do a whole thing about like, yeah, he's so edgy and he knows what the real thing of the entertainment industry is. But then he lives with his mom. He pretends to be this big, cool auteur. Here's the thing. He does make a lot of movies. He's presumably well-connected enough in the industry to get work. Like, he's working on a movie right then with Aqua's help. Like, doing some, like, side editing for that. And like, yeah, like when, he, um,
0: he mostly does low-budget stuff, but he does make movies. And he has, uh, at that point in the story, been nominated multiple times for awards. Yeah, his
2: his parents are just rich and live in the city. And he's like, I'd have to take a
0: downgraded living situation. I'm cool living at home with mom. Like, (laughs) even though mom keeps interrupting my uh, wise old mentor speeches. Well, all this is going on. We have various
1: other uh, shenanigans. Oh, well, it seems like shenanigans because uh, they... The twins are trying to get into uh, Yoto High, the premier high school of pretty people in the entertainment industry, (laughs) is all I can guess. Uh, It's funny how we keep bumping into these all of a sudden. It's originally Ruby that wants to go there for their performing arts program. And it's weird the way the manga frames it, because for the longest time, it's like they're one of the only uh, high schools in Japan that has a performing arts program. And it's worded in such a way that it's like you're settling for something because it has a track you want. But then they actually go there and it's full of all of these teen celebrities and, you know, massively successful folk. And it's like, okay, I'm not... Maybe I just lack the cultural context for this. (laughs) This definitely feels like... This definitely feels like a thing where I'm like, there's, there's got to be a detail here from the lived experience that I don't have.
2: See, see Jacob, it's just like the school and lookism, where despite the fact it's for, like, industry people, it's also accepts people with really low grades, and that means it's worthless. Oh yeah,
0: no, God. that's what I'm saying. We keep bumping into this for some reason. This is kind of what I'd have two nickels.
1: Uh... <laughs> Editing the Lookism episode without having read that is very interesting. (laughs) He must find the balance between his Chad self and his virgin self. Unfortunately, this manga does not devolve into a boxing manga, I guess, was where we got with that. But go listen to the Lookism episode if you haven't. (laughs) Yeah, it's fun. This one is also fun.
0: Just insane. Because... It's fun, it's also incredibly melodramatic, yet it works somehow. (laughs) The melodrama is played for comedy? I'm not always 100% sure. See, see, that's the thing. There are cases where the melodrama is played for comedy, and those are some of the funniest moments. There are also places where the melodrama is played completely straight, and honestly, those are some of my favorite parts, because it actually works. I don't (laughs) get it. (laughs) I'm on board with it, I just don't understand.
2: They're they're at acting school. Ruby goes through her, like, y- 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 you have to pass an exam to get in. But it's like such an easy exam, basically everyone gets through that round. And then there is the interview. Unless you're going to the general class. In that case, you just need
0: scores. But um, the interview the is where we... they find out, like, oh. The score you needed was 40. Yeah, I got a 70. Why? <laughs> why are you here? Why do you? Why? Well, I want to be famous. Well, no, you're on the general track.
2: It's like, reading this puts My Hero Academia into context, because I'm like, those nerds go into superhero school to just do regular classes. Oh, that's the nerds that go to the performing arts school to do regular classes. Why? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it's hilarious, because they're like, we really, you're almost doubling the score that we needed, and the... <laughs> the like narration box is just like has experience passing medical school <laughs> he could have gotten anywhere in japan with those with uh that experience not necessarily the creds but definitely the experience
0: but yeah no uh <laughs> this manga likes using the term siscon uh i don't think you know what that means he's overprotective that's They also, they also then, there are cases where it's like, they call him a SISCON and then they say that he's overprotective. Like, that's two different things. And like, yes, he is incredibly overprotective, but.
2: Look, Jacob, you can get on your soapbox about what a real syscon is on Fidential,
0: but we don't (laughs) have that
1: podcast yet.
0: I've made it one step closer to reality. What have I done? (laughs) The podcast that will never happen. Oh, I, I I'd like to hope so. I I wanna sleep. I wanna stay
1: up all night. I just wanna sleep with your sister.
0: But anyway,
1: acting school, they run into who else could it be but the one-sided rival
0: Kana? And then this is our third introduction to Kana, where um, I mean, to some extent I actually kind of feel like this is where she's at her most like stable because she's still confident in herself like like she seemed actively meek in the interview whereas uh, she's good at she she can accurately self-reflect that like uh all of the uh parts i got were uh uh ran dry and i get it was because of my attitude i'm gonna correct that i apologize for uh being weird uh we're we're still totally rivals though right i've quit acting what do you mean you quit acting
1: She she is so distraught. Actually, I'm here for the general chorus. Why? <laughs> the,
0: the question everyone keeps asking him.
1: Half a page dedicated to her screaming that question.
0: Uh we we get a whole bunch of uh the, the one-sided rival bit that ultimately culminates in um uh Kana wants to uh work with Aqua again, uh and mm. he is not receptive until she mentions uh who the director is. Yes because the director is Masaya Kaburagi,
1: who uh was one of the contacts on the list of the mysterious third phone that required like an entire year Oh yeah to, I to unlock I
0: forgot. <laughs> I forgot he had the whole unlocking the phone montage which is the one very... the rare ca- that's that's one of the rare rare cases where I don't think that the Melatrama that was supposed to I think that was supposed to be played straight and it's one of the few cases where it didn't work cuz uh like there 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 are other options my dude. The oh, ver- oh, Jacob
2: shut up. I laughed so <laughs> hard at the fact that they played a full code giass moment too. I manually put in every number from like 1 to 45,000 manually, with a 30-second stop timer in between each input. It took me months.
1: Months, I tell you. And this phone's got pretty security if uh, it doesn't automatically wipe after that many failed inputs of the task code. But anyway, for, pl- for plot reasons, it let him in, and he knows that uh, Kaburagi is on the list of potential contacts
0: of maybe baby daddies? I love, I love how quickly he turns and kind of even like, wait a minute, what do you mean? Why are you suddenly on board with this? (laughs) I like her, uh, her internal reason why. Because, uh, while
1: he had been having his entire Code Geass moment, she's continuing to ramble on about the production. (laughs) And, uh, how it's- Oh, that's right! It's, It's full, it's full of models and hot people, and it's like, the lead actor has a girly face, and- Oh, he got so interested after I said that. Is he into that kind of thing? She does ask him out loud. (laughs) He completely ignores the question.
2: (laughs) Look, she does need to double check his interest because we are kind of downplaying the kind of unrequited love angle she immediately had going because she she got a little bit of a crush.
1: She's got a severe case of, oh, no, my rival is hot face. (laughs) <laughs> which will only be exasperated as they do the rest of this particular uh plot line because uh, the production that kana is a part of and thus aqua has been pulled into is um live action adaptation of a manga i'm having flashbacks <laughs>
0: next time on no read november <laughs> we're we're going to watch uh, i'll I'll go with sweet today or whatever the fuck is. <laughs> i'm just gonna tell
2: you um if you thought this manga had a nuanced take on the idol industry uh it is a much less nuanced take on what it thinks manga adaptations are
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's great because it's like huh it's a six episode series four episodes are already out let's
0: watch this oh god it's awful I wonder what
2: the person who wrote kaguya Samba, Love is War would know about horribly rushed, overproduced live-action
1: versions. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. An excellent question. One that'll be answered next November on... Please no. Please no. Look, Akasaka sensei we feel your pain. <laughs> but come on, you didn't need to dedicate an entire mini-arc to this. <laughs> uh but yeah um to to be fair to be fair he does get the itty bittiest bit of nuance in there by being like okay in the spirit of utmost fairness this per this production is just trying to push hot actors to uh up there to pad their imdb pages really If you just get uh, people who care enough, even the shittiest, most cash-grabby adaptations can be good, right? (laughs) Right? Uh. Which is... Which which really feels like we're just given a drop of water in a desert, but okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, for for all of the lack of subtlety there, uh, it does actually uh, get into uh, some uh, character stuff, and this this is where it gets the most explicit on the whole. Like this is the harsh real world of the entertainment industry, where on the film set where they're going to film the the scene that Aqua is going to be in, like uh kana it even like says yeah i know this is bad but i you know i i got to get every role i can and i could like I could be performing better. But, I take the weighted training clothes off. <laughs> if I, if I make all the other uh, actors look bad, then that's just going to make it worse. So I have to, you know, I have to dumb down my performance to their level. And, you know, it's about, you know, it's about making connections. It's about making a good product that will, you know, get me more work in the future. Uh, you know, showing, you know, a lot of character uh, growth ha- that had been instigated by their prior meeting, you know, has sort of, uh, you know come full circle for her. Uh unfortunately one of the things that she uh it had had been sort of like taking taking solace in is the idea that the uh producer had specifically picked her because she was a very uh talented actress. Well, Aqua is busy doing his uh
1: <laughs> his creeper act. I need to get a DNA sample. Thankfully the director is uh, the producer is a smoker. So if I can get just 3 cigarette butts, that's enough saliva for a DNA sample.
0: <laughs> Yeah, but uh, he overhears. Uh, the producer does not care about the uh, production. Uh, it uh, it is barely a blip on his radar and exists purely to promote the uh, terrible actors who are more model than actor. This instigates Aqua to uh, basically uh, take off his weighted training clothes <laughs> and go all out. <laughs> You know, it it does actually uh, go into a uh, truth when it comes to acting that, uh, you know, uh, especially when you lately improvise scene, you can really get even like you can sink into a role, you know, you can become the character you're portraying. um, Mm -hmm. And the uh, he's actually able to uh, elevate the scene to um, because the thing that keeps getting said about this is that the manga is a masterpiece but the episodes of the show that had come out thus far were all terrible. Schlock, yeah. At that old song and dance. Oh, and comedically, Aqua has been
1: cast as the stalker who, go- who murderously goes after the female main character.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah, so do they establish
2: if this manga is based on the murder of their mother that
0: happened 10 years ago? They never mention anything like that. But, like, it is weird that it is about a starlet that gets murdered by a fan. Well, not murdered, because apparently the series doesn't cover the entire series. It's mentioned in passing at the end there. Uh, Aqua does lampshade that, which, honestly, I feel like that's a bit more... like That even manages to be a bit more of a contrivance than the the phone password, quite frankly. Uh, Mm -hmm. But uh, the point is... um, him going all out convinces Kana to go all out, and 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 also the model who didn't care about the his performance actually uh, uh, gets he, <laughs> he little, gets into it. He gets super into it and and full on full force punches uh, Aqua. But well, that's not even Aqua is amazing
2: because what he does is not only does he lure the other actor into actually caring about the emotions of the scene. He does so while specifically placing himself to block the shot of the other guy so that the camera has to go around to get a better shot that is identical to the manga panel so that he can think, so that Aqua can make sure the fans of the manga will
1: appreciate
2: the framing is the
1: exact same <laughs> as the teacher
2: in because this man is the
0: Lelouch of acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's,
1: it's uh great. it's great it's and- detective
0: conan by the way of code geass <laughs> it's it's it shouldn't work but it does
1: but with their with the combined power of their acting chops uh they make that final episode and that uh very important scene into a It it's a great episode it doesn't necessarily become a super viral hit but it does uh earn a lot of goodwill back for the adaptation and uh, perhaps more importantly, thematically gets a lot of uh, like
0: warms the heart of the mangaka for the for the adapted series. Yeah, that's the important bit because I mentioned that the uh, producer did not care about this production at all. And Aqua never tells Kana, but you kind of get the impression that Kana realizes it by the end. Um, Mm -hmm. but as, as she's, um, I get the feeling that Kana knew it the entire time. (laughs) Well, she, she comes to accept it more as, uh, time goes on. Um, but, uh, ultimately the, uh, the mangaka goes up to, um, Kana and earnestly thanks her for, uh, taking a mediocre production and making it, uh, making it something that she could be proud of that was an adaptation of her work. Uh, which is another one of those moments where, uh, Oh man, that's uh, that's some that's some catharsis. Plot wise, the pertinent thing here is that
1: uh, Aqua did get his hands on enough cigarette butts for enough saliva to determine that the producer uh, Kaburagi is not his biological father. So he's back at square one with no leads, except Kaburagi is, uh, is talking with him at the wrap-up party. <laughs>
2: Yeah this <laughs> this scene's amazing.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, my producer boy goes up to him and's like, "Hey, you know, you were really hot before, but I'm looking at you. You kind of you kind of look a little like I." And he's just like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm a, like a super fan of her." Yeah.
1: And he's just like, "Yeah, huh. super fan. Don't think about the fact that I have the same last name. <clears throat> Don't think about the fact that I have the same last name or one of the same weird eyes."
2: You know, I'm just gonna give you some information.
1: Nobody brings up the eyes. What's with that?
2: <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think their eyes are actually like that in universe. No one mentions the star eyes. I think it's just like a. Audience thing. I just love how he then goes, Yeah, no, uh, I, I was real cool. I talked to her. I used to be our agent for a few things. I also um hooked her up with a meeting place so she could go out and date this guy behind her company's back. You know, I'm never really sure what happened with that. Really, that was also about like what 14 years ago? How old are you? you hmm. kid? Nah, I'm <laughs> not gonna make any connections. I'm a big movie producer, I don't care.
1: Really, who is that guy that I was uh seeing? Why do you care? I like trivia. He says that almost exactly. Be in my dating show and I'll tell you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) On this shoot of all these models, he decides to take the kid who
2: came out of nowhere on someone else's recommendation to act and then goes, hey, I've got a celebrity dating show coming up. And I'm like, bold of you to assume your internet TV series is the baseline of celebrity to be on a dating show. Like...
1: Aqua needs that information, so he agrees. Our last two chapters are some setup for future shenanigans. Namely, Kana gets
0: uh, bullied, essentially. (laughs) Recruited in air quotes. Bullied is a better way of putting it, yes.
2: Well, no. no. She gets gaslit and manipulated and... (laughs)
0: By guess who, uh, Aqua, our super villain, ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs> One idol does not an idol group make, so we need more cute girls for uh, Strawberry Production's new idol groups, so that Ruby's dream can come true. Uh, what cute girl freelancers do we know? I know Kana. <laughs> yeah, you you can keep telling me the
2: idol plotline is the main point of this sh- uh, manga. I don't believe you, considering it's taken up like two chapters of the first twenty. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh. I don't think I believe it either. We also get introduced to some characters who I'm sure will be important in the future, including a uh, super pop star. You know, your your classic golden child in uh, in a high school setting, and also um, Ruby's new friend who is a pinup girl at fourteen. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Here we go again, Japan. Though also uh the this whole incident uh makes me wonder if Ruby slash uh Serena had uh certain uh proclivities. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, I'm on board with it, but Look, look, until I'm told
1: otherwise, uh Ruby Stroke Serena is uh is by rep because uh she seems to be equally entranced by the fact that there are a whole bunch of hot guys and
0: hot girls in her class. Yeah, she she just uh continues to proceed having uh her almost completely other series that is that is the uh <laughs> idol series played straight. That that's that's a couple of chapters every now and again. Then you have the big plot arcs with Aqua. That's like the main story, and then there's this weird place where they intersect in the middle. <laughs> it's two and a half mangas for the price of one. And it really shouldn't work, but somehow it does.
2: Uh, Elaborate that we completely glossed over, and by we, I mean the manga glosses over how 14-year-old Aqua got a hold of a DNA test.
0: Yeah, that's not really explained either. I never thought about that, but you're right. How did he get that? He's enough of a supervillain. I believe that he could manage that. He probably uh, pretended to be... Friggin' 30 or something, I don't know.
2: But see, that would have been interesting. Why didn't we watch that? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think that's good, and we can uh,
1: wrap up with uh, some of our discussion questions. So, uh, starting off, favorite characters. You know, for all the chapters where she was alive, I did really like Ai. She's a very interesting character. Uh, I wish that she lived long enough to explore more of that whole idols are built on lies thing, that... That seemed like it was uh, a very compelling character exploration. And then she fucking died. So um, I guess Aqua, because goddamn, he is uh, a fun Lelouch light. <laughs> he is Diet Lelouch v. Britannia. Jake, how about you?
0: I'm also going to say Aqua with um, I as a runner-up, but actually uh, for uh, a different reason in Aqua's case, I do feel like that there was some level of there. You could have had the story be about fun shenanigans with Aqua and Ruby, you know, regrowing up and then like I being like the emotional center as she, you know, learns to, you know, earnestly love people. But I do think that the, the fact that that, got cut short so cruelly and so abruptly is like sort of enhances it all um especially with you know her last moments being oh i do genuinely love my children i wasn't faking it that's a very tragic very powerful moment but the reason i really like aqua is because he is despite how surface level different unnamed dr kun and aqua are they really are a very cohesive consistent character because a lot of their idiosyncrasies come from the same place as much as we've been laughing and joking about supervillain aqua and he is I don't want to make that clear but it it is justified his turn to these extremes like it's not good it's not healthy it's not like something i'm advocating for him to continue doing but, like there there's like the consistent through line. you can see why he makes the decisions uh he's he's very uh consistent in that sense that there's uh, a through line and a reason for everything he does. and he really is he's basically a he's basically a uh, classic tragedy protagonist. I just think he's he's a really interesting and compelling character again i do kind of wonder if um some of the uh idols uh are sold on lies thing is going to get picked up by ruby which given the direction that aqua's story is going and the direction that Ruby's story could potentially go. Again, really concerned about the direction. Uh, not, not concerned in the sense of it going bad, but like concerned for the characters well being concerned about where the story is going, because uh, <laughs> it, it could very easily get very, very, very dark. It's already gotten dark as it is. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, and how about you, Matt?
2: I would have to go with... I really like Director. He's cool. He, mm. he keeps Aqua in check. Yeah. He's got a lot of fun interactions. He has all the, like, cynical takes on the hey, it's just business, kid. Entertainment industry nonsense. That's really cool. If I had to pick a runner-up, I'd go with uh, Crazed Knife Fan because he's cool. He's got (laughs) a lot of unhinged rants. Um, I'm waiting to see what magic nonsense he's got going on because they kind of skimmed over it. But There's a whole thing about how dr coon's body never fat was found right and they play that up like it's supposed to be a mystery and then kind of do nothing with it so
1: maybe um i'm i'm really curious about that too and honestly over under on i and or uh knife kun getting reincarnated and being reintroduced as characters Ah, uh, i don't know like
0: I feel like if that happened, it would be I and it would be at the end of the series. Here's
2: my thing that I kind of mentioned we'll come back to this later at the very beginning. I I don't know how much the Isekai nonsense in this matters. Right. L- like the fact the, he's the a only- doctor doesn't it really just explains why he's a genius 14-year-old. But yeah.
0: You don't need that justification. 14-year-olds can just be geniuses in manga. Like... One of the biggest things that the whole reincarnation idea does, uh, like the stuff with, uh, you know, Ruby not being, uh, in her previous life, not being able to move, and now she can. It's hard to know if that's going to come up and be relevant or if it's just, like, this uh, parallel plot element that uh, the manga is working with.
2: Yeah, and, like, when I, I first attempted to read this... I, I got to the babies. I got to like the second bit of them just being genius babies. And I'm like, I really have no interest in this because I'm a known not fan of isekai nonsense. And then the manga basically just pretended it was an isekai for a bit and then didn't. And I'm like, cool. I'm happy for that. But that's the entire first volume of this is here's some isekai nonsense. We're going to have fun with mom and it's going to be a old man. Baby's a genius, but he's really a 40 year old man. And And then mom gets murdered. And you're like, oh. Okay, well, I guess we're going to have babies solving murders. Nope, they're 14 now. So the 14-year-olds are going to solve murders. Okay, cool. But, like, all their character motivations are from stuff they experienced as children, not as their previous lives. So it's like... It's not, strictly speaking, necessary. Yeah. Why was magic involved? Like, that's my thing always going in. Like, why do you throw magic into a story? Because that opens up a lot of questions. But... Like this, here's the thing. This manga has a lot of like interesting intrigue on its own. It didn't need that. It didn't need that extra hook. And when you have that extra hook and you don't seem to want to do anything with it, it leads me to go like, well, then did someone tell you to write an isekai story? And you're like, well, this is technically an isekai, but it's also just murder mystery about the idol industry.
1: And I'm like, okay. So you you think the supernatural element muddles it a bit?
2: I Yeah. And if I were to take a that i i'm wondering if they just might only pay lip service to the supernatural element going forward because it Mm. seems like it seems like end of 20 chapters you you would have brought it up again if it mattered but like yeah it really only came up for ruby's story and the problem is ruby's story that kind of was completed like she gets over her like dance thing i don't know
0: how they could use that again and now it's just her ambition to become an idol which is motivation based off of her reincarnated life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there is a part of me that kind of wonders if they're just never going to address the, the reincarnation element again. I'll tell you what, the character work done in this manga has has sold me on it. I'm willing to trust they're going somewhere with at least enough of this to, like, keep it at this like steady pace of quality. It is weird. And like, you do kind of have to buy into that weird and just sort of accept it and roll with the punches. Um, this is, it's one of those cases where like this is the rare sort of um series where there's like that whole, I know it's like a three episode rule for anime. Um, I don't know if there's a manga equivalent of that, but like, this is one of those rare series that sort of defies that because, again, it doesn't really start the plot until chapter 10. (laughs) Like... Yeah.
2: So (laughs) volume two.
0: It's very strange. I don't don't necessarily see that as a de facto negative, but if someone wasn't about the series because of that, I would totally understand that.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't blame someone for being off-put by that. So basically what I'm saying is I don't blame past Matt. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, for for quitting the series. Yeah, I probably <laughs> yeah. would have done
1: the same. Uh, theories on the plot. Well, I guess we kind of dovetailed into that with Matt's discussion of the uh, of the isekai nonsense bet. I gotta I gotta say, my primary theory was maybe shattered because. I was wholly convinced that Hoodie Knife Man was the father.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that too. There is some implication of that, which sort of makes me wonder about all of this. And then there's... The manga then goes out of the way to say, no, he actually
1: wasn't the father. You've been red-herringed. We now need to hunt for the actual
0: father, who is the real killer. Well, that's the thing. Aqua never really considers the idea that Hoodie Man might be their father, he he doesn't really, like, entertain that idea. And, the like, the manga, it at the first insul, was... the And so, rant kind of precludes it, but... but, yeah. but I mean, yeah,
2: the, the way she answers the door is not, I was expecting to see your father. Like, he was there seeing I interact with him. It was very clear he was not the father from that scene. The manga does before that lead you to believe it might be him, but, like... I don't think Aqua has any reason to ever think that.
0: I could see a twist of him being more deeply tied into this than just him being an incel stalker that was uh, used by uh, their father for these purposes.
2: Look, if if this manga weren't so everyone's incredibly beautiful all the time, I would have assumed this guy was a time traveler because he looks identical (laughs) 10 years later. Yeah. (laughs) Oh I'm I'm sorry it's not 10 years later the kids are 3
1: so it's it's it is like only 3 years later so
0: I looks identical 3 years later so I I actually don't know um, honestly, honestly him being a time traveler would not be that that strange for the series it's uh have we mentioned it's very weird but anyway uh
1: as for actual theories on how the plot is going I don't think I have enough suspects to be able to say who the actual father is yeah. I
2: was about to say we we've got nothing to go on,
0: yeah we haven't been given a list other than the broad strokes of uh like 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 what's the motivation for uh what's the motivation for killing I
2: well it it's clearly someone who stands to lose more by having it revealed that he had illegitimate children with an idol who was very underage, so I'm thinking like producer like, yeah. like big name producer who's just like, oh I got a 16 year old girl yeah she was 16, 16 when she yeah. had the kids yeah yeah i got a
0: 16 year old girl pregnant like ugh, not great need to nip this one in the bud there is also like the weird element of like why kill the doctor though like what purpose does that serve yeah but then he just kills
2: i when she tries to like i don't <laughs> that's what i'm saying i can't guess at the plot because all the manga has has done so far is like so an intrigue they haven't really given you any concrete to like theory craft off of like anything yeah. you say is a shot in the dark it's like oh is it the billionaire who
1: runs the idol industry like it it could be anyone like uh so well since we're kind of stumped on theories unless you had anything uh jake no nah, i'm sort of in the same boat All right, so let's go to our final discussion question here. Uh, Thoughts on the longest interpretation of the entertainment industry? Maybe this is just a personal bias from having worked a bit in entertainment and even then in a very small, uh, a very small corner of it. Uh, For everyone who doesn't know, Sam used to work in
2: personally recruiting girls into the underground idol industry. Local radio.
1: That's what we call it having worked in local radio i i think the one thing this monk got that i really um resonated with in that regard was all of this is so much more chaotic and slapdash than anyone wants you to think it is <laughs> it is it is everyone working with a with like dozens of schedules and dozens of uh hundreds of factors all just desperately trying to get everyone in the same place at the same time long enough to make enough product to edit down into something that can go out. And uh, the live action adaptation, like, yeah, they were making a point of saying that it was a, it was a shoestring budget production designed to uh, push models faces and little else, but it did a good job of showing how, any production can just be this absolute shit show of a mess on the back end. And I I think it's uh I think it's good to kind of show how the sausage is made in that regard. Mm. Also, the inherently exploitative nature of a lot of this. Very good to show how the sausage is made there, so that you can make more informed decisions about how you consume media and potentially change the way things are done by voting with your wallet. I've been boycotting Blizzard for three years. <laughs> So
0: uh, thoughts from you guys. The thing that I sort of took away from it's, uh, so like there there are two big elements. One of the things that was sort of the reason why I got into the whole, um, uh, does this series hate the idol industry? Like, is this an idol series that hates the idol industry? Was that idea of, um, you know, it's like the um, that fostering of a very toxic parasocial bond, which again is kind of why I wish they doubled down on the doc not like like I kind of wish he just said no I would not say yes to a date with I that's weird and creepy because I I feel like it would have uh pushed that theme uh through a little bit stronger um but the other thing that I think is um a sort of important point is that idea of um, if you're in the inter- entertainment industry and the thing you make doesn't uh it doesn't matter how good the thing is if it doesn't sell it basically doesn't mean anything. you know, and I mean like there there is this element of the sort of like uh cutthroat, you know, if you're not number one in the ratings, you don't count sort of thing that kind of frustrates me with a lot of uh, a lot of media and how it's like reacted to like you know, y- y- media can like find its niche and be happy with that. but like there there is that sort of you know you gotta make something that like appeals to enough people to make your money back and then some. I, I sort of like particularly appreciate like Kana's like contribution to the story in that sense of that she she recognizes I want to make something that I'm proud of and I'm going to do the best I can but I'm also not going to rock the boat and and like damage the production overall to satisfy my own ego I've made that mistake before you know and and I think that's sort, sort of something important to like understand like about the entertainment industry you know I mean it's 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 a product that gets sold and uh uh that's going to uh influence how and how it's made what gets made and you know how it's like distributed and things like that well
2: well said jacob and a perfect transition into if you like hearing us talk and want to see us as number one on the <laughs> podcast rating boards you can do so by following us at over on twitter and i won't rest <laughs> until we have beaten out every other animation and manga podcasts that exist i'm looking at you manga mavericks i'm looking at you at trash
1: manga friends yes uh over manga cast number one in the philippines and
0: soon to be everywhere else So, Uh, And uh, hey, if you want to contact us and uh, send us even more recommendations so you can say that you recommended stuff to us back before we were number one, you can email us overmangacast at gmail.com on overmangacast.com where uh, you can catch up on all our episodes. You can leave uh, comments on episodes there as well. Indeed, indeed.
2: And as always, tis the Christmas season. So feel free to go ahead and I'll say it this time. Drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or really any podcast rating site. We really appreciate it. Sam, I, do, did you hear sleigh bells as this
1: wonderful Christmas season approaches? Sleigh bells ring ting tingling jing 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 jingling too. yes. Uh, it is, in fact, the Crimbus season, and that means we need to read our Krimbus manga, or comic, with... We're going back to
0: it. Klaus, the new adventures of Santa Claus. Yep, back to the adventures of Jacked Santa. Can't wait. <laughs> it's
2: the only Santa I want in my house.
0: <laughs> Me too.
1: <laughs> Tune in next week for that. Uh, ho, 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 and good night, everybody. <laughs> good night, everybody. I don't have a bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the bit.
2: Good night, everybody.